Hey everyone, welcome to the Others Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Penny. Joining me this week, special guest. Um, if you are a follower of the podcast, you may know this guy. Uh, we've collaborated uh, in the past, and that is Elijah McClinton. How you doing, man? Hey, how are you guys? How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad here. Very good. I first want to say uh, congratulations on meeting Shay. I know you talked about it before, but... Uh, the other community the others community was like so that was so big for you and like it was just it was amazing and then the story about you meeting p in a studio being nerve-wracking that like that was that was crazy because i can only imagine yeah well thank you and um yeah still uh it's still not quite sort of sunk in even to myself even a couple of months later but um and I still actually I realised the other day I've not actually listened back to the uh, the interview at all that we did, apart from when I did the very quick edit. So I need to actually give that a listen because it was all a, all a bit of a blur, I think, from, right. from a couple of months ago and from the adrenaline and everything else that was happening at the time. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, like, this is amazing. Like, it's like literally, I forgot who said it. I think it was a Star Trek nerd on your uh, last podcast uh, even he said, like you know, the whole the whole community was rooting for you. Like that was that was amazing. That was big. And then as soon as Shay like put it out there, he put it on Twitter, uh, whatever. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, we um we got a lot more kind of coverage than than I expected it to get. Right. Um, there was like nothing from those guys initially. Um, and kind of rightly so, I guess. They obviously don't tweet and post about every interview. Uh, they do but yeah I contacted them and said is there any chance that uh, you know you could could just put a story up or something on Instagram Mm -hmm. and they I can't remember if I talked about this previously but yeah they they said they would and uh, something could pick like I got a notification saying you've been tagged in a a Instagram story and then a couple of minutes later it was like you've been tagged in a Twitter post (laughs) and then and then there was a Facebook post and yeah, this is back so, to back to back, yeah. Yeah, they did a lot more than uh, than they than they needed to really, more than I expected. So, right. Yeah, uh, I have to give a shout out to uh to Shay's team and the the NERD social team as well that were looking after that. Right. But um, let's crack on with this podcast for this week. Okay. So, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, Angel this week. We've right. moved on to. 2005 2006 um we've obviously got um Pharrell's album uh, in my mind that's right. uh come out although it was uh, heavily delayed we're not doing the singles quite in order obviously the first single off of that was uh can I have it like that right um i think i'm going to do that in a couple of weeks but we're going to start with angel and then also at your uh personal request and this is a really good idea, actually. So <laughs> something we've actually been meaning to do for a while. I know myself and Dave actually talked about it a while back. Yeah, you, you two we, definitely got to do that still. You got to do a sequel. Well, yeah, we will. I think we're going to talk about Neptune's or Pharrell uh, Bridges. Um, and this is like when someone asks me, like, you know, what's your favorite Neptune song? It's like, you, you, can't, you can't, can't pick yeah. one. And, and if I, you do, I remember I asked you and you're like, next that question, was it. I can't even do it. I was like, man, I wanted something. Yeah, and if you do pick one, then, you know, half an hour later, you're like, oh, shit, there was that other one that I forgot. Exactly. There's there's so many. So when you you said, oh, let's do a, you know, sort of Neptune's Bridges uh, section, 
great idea. But then when I started thinking about it, I was just like, there are too, there are too many songs. So I have to profess I did cheat slightly. I yeah. did, I did Google some like you know top lists and and things like that, and picked out some of my own sort of favourites from those lists. Um, but I've got about ten or so here, which uh, which I think are okay. worth mentioning. So we'll get into that in the the second half. But for now, uh, we can chat briefly about Angel. I think this will be quite a brief chat. Right. Um, this was this had a limited release. This single. Um, it was released in the UK towards the end of January 2006, and that was pushed back from December uh, because of the whole pushback of In My Mind. It got to 15 in the UK, which is yeah, not too bad. It's respectable, bad. I guess. Yeah. It got really, really heavy radio play on um, Radio 1 in the UK, which is like the biggest radio station. And I did read, in fact, it was for a short period of time their most played song across the radio station. Wow. Um which yeah, for a for a not massive single and not you know massively successful single, um I found it quite strange that this one would get so much airtime. Right. And still it still only gets fifteen in the charts as well. Um it definitely hold its held its own out there. Us in mm. America you did not hear that at all. Well, I think it was on like the, you know YouTube or something back. Yeah, then, the so. the release got dropped in the US um, because of the poor poor performance of "Can I Have It Like That." You know that was right. meant to be the the monster single, which yeah, it it kind of was, kind of is. It kind but of it, was. It's it's not my favorite P track at all. I think uh, I don't know. It just seemed forced. I think a lot of the album was like that, and I think you know mm-hmm. Pharrell's even talked about that himself. You know those kind of braggy kind of raps that, right. uh, that kind of filled the album um, and kind of have it like that is very much one of those tracks but it's got that yeah, crazy beat but yeah. I don't think it tied together very well and therefore it didn't perform, perform very well and therefore um, the follow-up singles you know suffered um, especially Angel which got dropped didn't get released at all in the UK uh, I think it did get dropped in Australia initially but then got released at a later date uh, and then it got released in a few other European countries so it was like Belgium Italy Netherlands yeah. maybe but nowhere else it just it got scrapped basically uh, just off the back of how badly can I have it like that did um, so it's a shame Angel itself isn't isn't a bad song it's not um, it's not again one of the one of the best he's ever made, I don't think. Right. But it's catchy, it's radio-friendly, which is probably why it did get a lot of radio play uh, in the UK. It's only 2 minutes 40 long or something, I think. Yeah, it's a very short song. Very short. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's one of those, I'll, I'll still listen to it. I don't tend to skip over it. It's, yeah, I'm happy kind of listening to it. But yeah, it's not one that will that will blow you away. In terms of like the song and the video, I think the the video side is more interesting than the song right. itself. Which video though, the unreleased one or? Well, that's that's the point exactly. <laughs> so you know, most people would have seen the um, the released version, mm-hmm. uh, which was directed by Hype Williams. But if you dig around on YouTube, you can also find uh, a pre-production version of an unreleased version. And I watched them back earlier today, actually, just to kind of yeah, them make some night, notes. Yeah. And what I th- by the looks of the way the videos are made, the style, 
um, the audio that's in the videos. What I think is the one that got released was uh, the radio edit version, mm-hmm. and the unreleased one um, is kind of the explicit in yeah, yeah inverted commas because you've the audio that's overlaid is the kind of explicit version. Or there's that many explicit words, but there are a couple. In right. um, and, and also you've got like Pharrell feeling up some. You know, his, his hands, ass, yeah, you know. yeah, his hands on someone's ass and stuff, and yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's get, not, it gets a bit suggestive, right? It's not TV friendly at all, but I, I do like I do like the uh, unreleased version better, you know, in my opinion. But the released version is is way more appropriate, you know. Yeah, the the, the released version is like a. It's funny that it's you know a hype Williams video because obviously hype Williams was massive around that time. Right. I think that's. I was going to say it's when he peaked. It's not when he peaks. He's still a brilliant director. But that's when everyone went to Hype Williams, you know, those kind of right. early to mid-2000s. But it's a very, I guess, like almost watered-down Hype Williams video. There's no... Yeah. You've got the kind of the typical Hype Williams border at the top and the bottom, which is a, like a wooden kind of frame in this instance, yeah. I think it is. But there's nothing else really to it um some of the lighting and the backgrounds and the colors and stuff are, are typical kind of hype williams but there's no overly flashy shots in it which you see in some hype videos there's no kind right. of um nothing kind of elaborate going on it's all kind of quite right. simplistic. I, was, I was just thinking that you know for a hype williams you know directed video there's nothing too elaborate about it it's kind of straight to the point i think the thing that i love about angel to me you know it's the it's the fact that, you know, P provokes a feeling, you know, being a kid again, you know, asking a dad, you know, can I take, you know, your daughter on a date, asking his mom, you know, what should I do? You know, that it reminds me of high school being like 15. Like, that's the coolest thing about it to me. Yeah. And again, it, it's that that verse you refer to, the, I think it's the third verse on there. That's actually interesting, like a double meaning. You know, he's asking right. her father but because she's an angel. Her father is is God. So he's like, right. he's, talk, wow. he's talking to God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And then, yeah, he talks about, you know, we'll go to the mall and you'll always be able to see us. That's because obviously God right. can see everything at any time. Whoa. Um, Did not think so, about that at all. Yes. There's, there's kind of a, a double meaning to it. Cause I remember those years back when I listened to it and it's kind of, it, it is a grown up song and then it gets that third right. verse and and you kind of think, well, why is he, asking her dad all of a sudden yeah like is he is he singing this as a as a teenager or a child or right. whatever but yeah i think it's more to do with um it's the play on the words and it's it's that double meaning and it's the fact yeah. that yeah she's an angel and he's kind of god, talking to god as sense. it were yeah. yeah well that's really crazy i did not even think about that mm. angel god makes sense yeah and yeah. you get that on um in my mind in a few places there's quite a few kind of references to religion and stuff like that you know there's, right. there's even the our father track on, yeah, our father, on there yeah. as well which is one i do actually tend to skip over but um I, that that's one i skipped over for a couple of years until like it was just on and i was like wow this is you know it's a pretty decent track but i used to always skip over it because i was like yeah i don't i don't want to really hear about god like i mean i love god yeah it's cool yeah but <laughs> it was kind of preachy to me it was kind of preachy to me. shout out god Shout out God, yeah, I love you. But uh, <laughs> no, I used to always skip over it. But now, I mean, it's it's a decent track. I, I listen to it now and then. It's not something I would go to and you know press, you know play. Exactly, yeah, you right. would find it out, yeah. 
And my mind's kind of like that. It's kind of just like, you know, plays out. It was a, I was going to say a strange album. I guess it kind of was. It was a, it was very strange. It was like, it was a concept album. You know, it was like 50% was meant to be hip hop and then 50% was meant to be R&B. Right. And yeah, so I think, I can't remember how many tracks were. I think it was like 14 tracks would have given us a seven mm-hmm. hip hop tracks, seven R&B kind of tracks. Um, but it, it was a really strange mixture. Like he can pull off those tracks. He can pull off doing an R&B track, obviously. Right. You, things like Front In and even like you know, Angel and that we're talking about. But I think it was those hip hop tracks that, that let it down. I think you had some monster beats on the album. But it was, as as we mentioned, it's that that braggy, braggadocio right. kind of rap that, that was popular at the time. Um, yeah, obviously, it, he like, was in his heyday with the jewellery and right. you know, the clothing line was blowing up and everything. Um, but I, I, I've seen interviews with him where he actually looks back and kind of says he... Cringes at Kind it. of re- regrets it and cringes yeah. a little bit, yeah. But if you do look back and you know see his growth now and you look back, it is kind of weird and cringy. You know, he's just on his braggadocious, you know, stage, you know, as, as some people would call it. And I hate when they say it, but like, oh, I'm on my 06P shit. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. but if you go look back, I mean, he, he could spit, though. Like, you know, he could definitely mm. rap. He can hold his own. But it just seemed kind of forced, you know, talking about, you know, guns and stuff. Like, I'm just like, yeah, you don't you don't really do that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, that's P for you. I mean, he, he can fit in anything. He's, what was he called? Chameleon? He calls himself. Yeah. He, he can fit anywhere. And he can, yeah, he can make music for any genre and he's well within his rights to kind of test the waters and make right. the music that he wants to make at any any time he wants. But yeah, it just, it's not a bad album, but it, it's a confused album, I think. Right. But if we um if we go back to the, the two sort of video versions we were talking about, um, Again, something that I noticed that was quite interesting, you've got this edited, you know, TV-friendly version, whatever you want to call it, and there's there's no branding of anything whatsoever. I think throughout mm-hmm. the whole video, he's wearing a suit jacket and a jumper right. and a shirt, um, just, you know, a pair of jeans, just, you know, kind of sensible, grown-up, I guess, kind of clothing. But then if you look at the unreleased version, BBC it's... ice cream plastered everywhere. It's like everything it's from the early to mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> he's got the the black um, arch logo tee. Yeah. He's got a cone man crew neck. He's got a black hoodie, which we don't actually really see very well. But yeah, I didn't get. To I see think it. Much, yeah. I think it might be the. It's actually. I think it might actually be the hoodie that I've got, which is the Tokyo Store exclusive mm. arch logo one. Yeah. And then I was trying to um, work out what shoes he was wearing as well, because there's one shot where they look like. They're, uh, they're a pair of ice creams. They're the white right. dollars and diamonds. But then as you get further into the video, you, c- you can kind of see his shoes, but you can't see any detailing on them. They just look like white. Well, in different shots, they look like different mm-hmm. shoes. There's one shot where they look like a pair of chucks. There's another shot where they look like a like an ice cream slash Stan Smith kind of silhouette. Yeah, I think it was the red uh, diamond and dollars, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's the yeah. one, I think it's like a minute in and he's like standing like next to some girls or some, I think it was that. I think it was. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I said. I think I think there's one shot where it pans across him and he's got his 
he's sat down with his feet facing the camera and you can see the red sole of the shoe. Yeah. You can't actually see any detail on there at all. Um, and obviously the videos, it's a pre-production video from over 10 years ago. So the yeah. quality isn't great as well. So it is hard to tell, but yeah, I think they were a pair of ice creams. And then you've also got, um, in a couple of shots in the video, you've got one of the girls eating an ice cream and then there's like yeah. a little ice cream cart with ice cream written on the side right. of it as well. And so, yeah, it was a very much a branding exercise, just like a lot of the other videos at that time. Right. But I think the cool thing about Pharrell, like even with his branding, it's not pushy. Like to me, mm -hmm. I don't think it is. It's just, you know, nice and put in there just in a background, but it, it's, it definitely catches your eye. I think if you, know, you if you if you were to follow the brand, you know, like like myself was at the time, right. and other people, then you you notice it. But um, if you weren't a fan of that brand or you didn't know what BBC was, yeah, you wouldn't like, even know. You, you wouldn't notice. Yeah, you'd yeah. say, okay, there's a shirt that says BBC, but then you've got the Cone Man on uh, in a different shot and a and a crew neck, which is completely different. Right. Um, so you wouldn't really notice it. And like you say, I don't think it's um. There's a lot of it. But I don't think it's... It's done tastefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well put, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Um, and also what I like in this kind of pre-production video is we've got... They haven't animated any of the the graphics or anything yet. Yeah. So you've got the kind of the text at the bottom, the instructions. Um, right. Doves, doves fly. Do, yeah, doves should fly from yeah. hand and... Cherry should be singing. Singing. <laughs> pixie dust comes from his hands or from Pharrell's hands. Or yeah. I think one of the instructions is for when the people animating it actually get to it or doing the, the kind of CGI. Um, but I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for people to go to YouTube and watch it because I don't think everyone will have uh, come across that. Right. Um, so what else have we got with Angel? Like I say, it's a, it's a short track and the video's not overly exciting right it's um, kind of just there it, yeah it's yeah. just one of those it, it's to me it's a it's an album track and i'm not quite sure why it even got released as a as a single, single itself yeah like we said it was just a weird time yeah i guess we've like kind of have it like that and the way the the album was kind of concepted i guess they were trying to then push an r&b r&b song um but yeah i think i think they were stronger tracks on the the album to kind of follow up with but right but yeah there's not really much more to say about it not from uh my perspective anyway yeah i think we covered it though i mean you know it's a decent track you know didn't chart well in the u.s um it, it's like when those songs like like i remember me working at this uh shoe warehouse i used to work there i think like two years ago and that song would come on and be like oh shit and me and my other friend, Deontay, we were like, are they playing Angel? He was like, yeah, they're playing Angel. But that was like the only good song. <laughs> they also had Say Something, too, with Mariah okay. Carey. Yeah. yeah. That was like the only two Neptune songs. And the rest were just like freaking, I don't know, it was like Shawn Mendes or something. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say Something is actually your, quite... Right. Or your favorite Nelly Furtado. Uh, yeah, yeah, my favorite. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Say Something is actually uh, quite an underrated song. I quite like that. Right. It is. Um, I don't know if that's on my list to, to cover at some point, but it might be worth adding. All right, so let's get into um, this Bridges section, this part you want to talk about. All right, you go first. Um, 
So what we're doing, we're just going to list off some of our some of our favorites. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. List off our favorites. Talk about it a little bit. All right. So most of mine are are quite early tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I have got. Let me just count how many I've got here. Three, four, five. Yeah, I've got ten exactly that I picked out. Okay. Um, I think I have like a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go through like every track ever made. I just went through some lists and picked out some that kind of stand out to me. Um, or some that I've just heard recently that, right. that I kind of thought of. So, all right, I'll go first. And I think the first one I had, not saying this isn't in any particular order. These are just ones that I like. Right, it's impossible um, to put in order. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go uh, Good Girl by Vanessa Marquez. Vanessa Marquez, yeah. That, That's that a one, really yeah, good that one. That one's a really good one. And I'm not going to try and do any renditions of any of these uh, <laughs> bridges while we're on here. But, um, right. but yeah, that was off of, uh, what album was that? Off, off the Clones album. The Clones album, that's what it is, the Clones, yeah. Yeah, and I wish, we, uh, I wish we'd see more of Vanessa Marquez as well. Yeah, it's unfortunate it didn't pan out the way it's supposed to be. I remember I was watching an interview, I think it was like a few weeks ago, I think like uh, Justified... Um, when Justin was, I think he was shouting out Vanessa Marquez. He was like, oh, he, she's a great singer. She's the next step. And this was like, like 2003, two, whenever Just Fight came out, one, two. And I was like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. Like, she was really supposed to pan out, but it, I guess it did not. Maybe it's because she was on her phone when, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when Pharrell was in his studio. Yeah, if you've uh, not seen the video, go and look up the, the making of, uh, what's the track? Midnight, midnight hour. hour yeah that's it and yeah. it's funny all the comments are just like what is she doing why is she on the phone while he's making the, the best beat ever and that's another one midnight hour that that that's a great one it's another great track yeah, yeah. all right come on and give us your uh first one on your list i said it before in the other on our other when we spoke before um i don't know by usher with uh, i think it's p diddy on it as well forgot what album it was on it was uh I think it was his second. Yeah, I actually had that on my list and I took it uh, off for another yeah, Usher that, one. That one, and I have a crazy memory about that. I remember my uncle's wedding. Remember those old CD players? At, well, it's probably mm-hmm. not old to you. It was old to me. But I had an old CD player. And I remember I would keep replaying that song like every time, like in a limo and everything. I would just keep playing the song. I just had it on my ear like the whole time. And I, that's like one of my favorite memories ever. And that bridge is... It's like a dream. It's it changes the whole mood of the song. I mean, all the bridges change the whole mood of the song. It's it's amazing. That one's amazing. I love that mm. song. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of Usher, I had um I had that on the list. I took it off and I put on there instead. You don't have to call. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. And that I put that on there just because that is one of my favorite early Neptune's beats. Right. Anyway. I think that one was uh that one's supposed to be for for Michael, right? Michael Jackson. Yes. Yep. Yes. One of many that uh, they had Michael in mind for. Right. Yeah, they had uh, a bunch. Uh, yeah, so a lot of the Justin ones, I think, right. were originally kind of intended for Michael. They had Michael in mind for for a lot of them. Right. Uh, and a few of the Usher ones, but um, yeah, I think I think Usher did pretty well on it, and it was obviously good for him in his career. And I, right. I still think it's a great song. Yeah, he definitely held its own. Uh, that video was Screams 2002, but I don't know, back then I used to love that video, I used to watch it all the time. 
that video i watched the video again a couple of days back and um yeah it's really dated isn't it it is not aged well (laughs) at all with you know, just the clothes, the baggy jeans, right. the tees, the, leather the, jackets. The, the Escalade with the Escalade, yeah. Frames. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's 2002 right there. It's certainly of its time, yes. Yeah. All right, give us your next one then. Uh, I'm pretty sure you have this on your list. If not, uh, I don't know what to say, but uh, Provider. Uh, I yeah, I didn't pick any like NERD stuff. I just went for oh, produ- uh, like Neptune's Productions. Oh, Neptune's Productions, okay. But no, that, that bridge is definitely a crazy one. It changes the whole mood. Like I said, it's, it gives you chills. I remember yeah. uh, my mom and dad used to play that. And they put me onto a lot of stuff. I was like, wow, like, what is this? Like, this is, this is amazing. This is before I even knew what NERD was. You know, I was yeah. like four. So I was like, <laughs> wow, this is crazy. I'm feeling old now. <laughs> but yeah, even, even in a video, it completely switches up as well when right. it gets to the bridge mm-hmm. and it completely changes like the mood of the video as well to a certain Correct. extent and i like the end of the video where it's uh, the live performance when she yeah. switches the audio from the live performance that's that's one of my favorite uh provider performances ever and that one's like amazing i love yeah. it yeah all right your turn your turn all right i've got um nsync mm-hmm. the uh Girlfriend sure. remix featuring Nelly. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. So the original yeah. one is like non-remix is a little mm-hmm. bit different, although similar. But um, yeah, the remix version, which is what was actually kind of released as a single, and they made the video for and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, I, I would never like an NSYNC track. <laughs> That's not not my kind of thing. But right. like, it. It, it's a good track in itself. And that, that's the thing about the Neptunes. It, it bridged a lot of gaps. It made people listen to other forms of music that they wouldn't listen to. I, like, there was some interview, I think I saw it a couple of weeks ago. I forgot who he was talking to, but, uh, you know, he said that, you know, you made me listen to NSYNC. I would have never listened to listen yeah. to them ever. Like, he was like, I'm not an NSYNC fan, but uh, he made he made you. Yeah, it's the same with, you know, like Britney Spears. Right. Um, Slave for You is one of my favorite Neptune's tracks. Yeah. And then even like Justin Timberlake himself, like when he left NSYNC mm-hmm. and when I heard he was working with them, I was like, well, I'm never going to listen to a Justin Timberlake <laughs> album, am I? Like, I don't want no like poppy boy band kid, you know, right. interested in that sort of stuff. And Justified went on to be well, one of my favorite albums, one of right. the best produced pop albums ever ever potentially um certainly some of uh the neptune's kind of best work exactly um my uh the other one is the way she dances talked about that yeah. before the end of that bridge is it's like a dream now uh, i remember uh, a couple years ago um uh, i remember shimmy hoffa he uh I think he, you know, he definitely met Pete and he he asked him, he was like, how did you make that bridge? And I was like, wow, that's, that's a crazy question. Cause I don't even know what I, I would say. I'd probably be like stuttering, like, uh, hey. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I remember he said that and I was like, wow, that, like, that's my favorite bridge too. So, and I, that's funny, but, uh, that it feels like you're in outer space and, uh, mm-hmm. actually Amy O on YouTube. I don't know if you know her. She, uh, she loops like every Neptune's bridge. Like for like okay. ten minutes, 
definitely shout out Amy O. Um, she's really dope. She, she like, just go to her page. Like, it's like a dream. Like every Neptune's bridge ever. I'll have to check that out. Definitely. Yeah. But you go ahead. All right, my next one. Um, the the absolute classic, one of my favorite songs of all time, and that is Frontin. Yep, I had that on my list too. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't pass that over. I had to put like a, just a Pharrell track in there. And, right. Yeah, and Frontin. Frontin is just one of those tracks where, even now, it's still, it still sounds holds great. its own. Yeah. It's still it still sounds fresh. Um, it's possibly like the best. If, I was thinking about this earlier, and like in my opinion, it's you know the best kind of R and B hip hop kind of crossover track right. that I think has been made. With you know obviously Pharrell doing the R and B part and then Jay Z uh, rhyming on it. Right. Um, yeah, such a strong track, absolute classic, and I have to say I'm still a, annoyed isn't the right word. Gutted, I think, is the right word. <laughs> that. Um, on the tour at the moment when yeah. they have a couple of breakdowns where they do uh like stuff they've produced or you know like past Cavozier and yeah. uh uh what else is there like that Migos one stir fry and all yeah. those kinds of things um and they also do a couple of classic songs but mm-hmm. fronting doesn't appear anywhere in there and I was what? really gutted about that oh man that's that's like a go to I don't know why they wouldn't do that I mean, well, yeah. okay, well, I guess I know. They, Of course, they put their newer stuff out. You know, Stir Fry is fairly new. Uh, I would pick yeah. Fratin' Over Pasica Varsier any day, even though it's, a, it's one of my favorite Busta tracks. But uh, I don't know. That's really weird. Yeah, and I think it's more like at the moment, the tour at the moment is a festival tour. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, you don't want everyone in the crowd like suddenly coming down and in two steps. Ah, uh, yeah. You. Yeah, you, did you, say that, you want you want you want everyone up and jumping and right. you know yeah you did say they're more of a like a you know like a festival band right now you yeah. know it's uh it's more lively yeah if they were to play fretting i think you and star trek nerd talked about it, if they were to play it one of the slower songs it would probably throw off the mood like the uh yeah definitely I think it was their old like uh 2004 i think they did pink pop fest 2004 yeah. and it was yeah it, it was they had it, it had really nice tracks, but you know you can tell the crowd was kind of just like eh. yeah, and that's yeah. when they were doing like maybe and, right. and stuff like that to really big audiences, and it just it doesn't work particularly well in that sort of setting. I know full well that if they went on a um, like a venue tour, so if mm-hmm. they were doing kind of smaller um, smaller places with you know a couple of thousand people or whatever. Right. Then you know, front end I think would definitely be put in. And you were lucky sw- enough to to go to those shows, the the small venues. Yeah, 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 I've I've seen I don't know what. Well, I've seen them like fourteen times now. Wow. I think thirteen or fourteen now, and yeah, I think only twice at festivals. So yeah, the majority of those have been in kind of smaller, yeah. in more kind of intimate venues. How how um, was that? Because. Well, I guess, you know, back in that day, you know, NERD, it was big to a point, but they weren't big to the point where it's like, you know, unreachable. I think now they, they kind of hit unreachable status. But back then, yeah. they, were, they were still very, you know, big. They held their own. But, you know, I, I heard this before, but hip hop wasn't ready, you know, for a rock slash hip hop crossover. Yeah. But how was that? How was that? Uh... It was a it was a very like different audience. I think now if you go and see 
um, NERD or Pharrell, you've got more casual listeners because right. they they are so big. So people go, oh yeah, I quite like that album or that single, so I'll, I'll go and see them. Yeah. Or they've done a couple of things I've heard of, so I'll go along. But back then it was still that real kind of cult following like yeah. yeah in search of didn't sell particularly well anywhere yeah. but if you look at like the lists back then of like you know best album best hundred albums of the year or best hundred albums of like you know 2000 to 2010 yeah they're it's always there. on that list yeah. it's always like it's always rated so highly um so back then yeah it was like more real kind of like a hardcore fans yeah, yeah. And then a lot of what I also remember is just this is when like obviously Pharrell was a lot younger then and mm-hmm. I think we were coming into the age of celebrity a bit more. So he yeah. was kind of this uh sex symbol more than he, he is so was. now. Yeah. Now he you know, now he's more of a sensible kind of family man. Yeah. But um back then, yeah, I just remember going to these gigs and just hundreds of screaming girls literally screaming it. and yeah. crying Passing and out. you know. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he was definitely the man back then. Still is. You know, he was definitely a man. Like, I saw some, like, I think it was the Pink Pop Festival. Like, a girl was, like, like knocked out. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. But, uh. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I would kill to go to one of those. I, I'm going to the one in uh, Santa Ana. I think it's in uh, October. Okay, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, well, I don't know if you know. But, yeah, I think it's in October. Yeah, just got it. So yeah, we'll be going. Hopefully, they play fronting, but uh, probably not. Would that be your first time seeing them? That would be my first time. I could, I wanted to see him. When did uh? Oh, my mind's going blank. Dang, what what's the? Oh man, what was the album that came out in like oh eight, like late two thousand? Before uh, nothing. Seeing sounds. Seeing sounds. Uh, my- yeah. It was seeing My sounds. memory's terrible as well. Yeah, yeah, it was seeing sounds. I really wanted to go see him, but uh, no one would take me. So I was like, dang. So, <laughs> so yeah, now it's like I must. I have to because it looks like this could be their last one. So, shoot. But uh, my next one is Sleepy Brown's Margarita. Strangely enough, that was two away. Two I had away. one more before that, but yeah. Yeah, that one, that one's a crazy one. I know David enjoys enjoys that bridge a lot no mm-hmm. that, that bridge is a monster like when sleepy brown says fly like it feels like you're flying like i want to go fly now that that one's amazing i love that track i love that bridge it's a really underrated track as well mm-hmm. um it's one of those that like yeah like neptune's fans will will know it and and love it but if I think I think if I played that to pretty much anyone I know that's just like a casual music listener, they'd have like no idea who it is, who's singing, who it was produced by, when right. it came out, what it was called or anything. It's uh, very slept on. Yeah, it is. And uh, yes, yeah, Sleepy Brown, his vocals on there are amazing. Uh, of course, you have a feature from Big Boy, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's like classic Big Boy, you know, this... Uh, you know, witty lyrics, whatever. No, mm-hmm. It's a really strong track. Really love it. But yeah, like you said, core, the core fans will know exactly who produced it, who's singing. I mean, Sleepy Brown, he, you know, he's not, he wasn't ever that big though. He's kind of like, a, you know, with Outkast or a little bit with UGK. So it was like, a, 
it's kind of unfamiliar face yeah, yeah yeah definitely all right um so my one before i had on that list was um as we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. uh justin timberlake from justified uh last night last night yep i had that on my list too it was a little bit further down yeah, yeah. That, that's a really strong track i love it yeah yeah again one of the i think underrated tracks on the album i think um like Senorita, Like I Love You, and mm-hmm. all those kinds of tracks, they get the, the headlines from that album. And people right. think that album, that's Cry Me a River, that's what they, they tend to think of. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, a lot of the other tracks on that album are still really, really, really strong. Right. And, and I, um, yeah, go on. Oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, yeah, and then Last Night is one of those really strong tracks. Um, so much so I'd probably put it above some of those singles that actually came yeah. out. And actually that's funny because my next one is nothing else. Uh, I think that was a, you know, that was originally for a Luttrell. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that, that bridge, um, that bridge is, is really crazy. That breakdown is, it's a little bit awkward at first. Cause you know, just like, boom, 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 you know, the little before, but then it, you know, it turns into like, uh, it's a really, it really, it's, it's, it's just tough. It's just crazy. I love that bridge. And it's like, yeah, the same thing. It's like, you know, the other tracks get highlighted before it, you know, like a Love You, Senorita, uh, Rock Your Body, mm-hmm. even though those are really strong tracks. But uh, like, like you, I think of, probably think of like nothing else before them, before them, you know. Yeah, the more uh, low-key tracks on that album were still really, really good, really, really strong. Um, what else did I have next? I had a couple from uh, Robin Thicke, actually. So yeah, I okay. had, I had my life. Okay, yeah. Which um, again, quite an underrated track, I think. I, I don't know how well it performed at the time, um, or if it even got released. I'm not quite I sure. I think that was uh, for the Despicable Me. Uh, that was it. Yes, yeah. that was it. It was on the album there. Um, so yeah, I, I really like that track and that bridge, um, and then. Along with that, I put in there uh, Wanna Love You Girl as well. Right. You have to put that one right there. Yeah. Another Hype Williams video, in fact. Uh, yeah. A typical Hype Williams video. But um, yeah, really, really strong track and one that I still listen to. And um, like Robin Thicke and Tim Blake are quite similar in the fact they've got that slightly higher pitched voice. Right. So they can pull off those bridges. I think Hal Pharrell imagines it. them. Yeah. Yes, in that kind of falsetto voice that he doesn't quite reach. He can kind of get to some heights, but yeah, I think they really do have the voice to be able to kind of pull yeah, they that do. Off and yeah, they do have a good. very similar voice. I'd put it at that. Yeah, but uh, another one is actually from a Despicable Me. I think it was Despicable Me Three. Is uh, "Do It." That one is crazy. That one is, you know, it's a childish song, but that bridge, you know, is so fun to listen to very positive too you know it's basically just saying do it you know get off your ass you know in a yeah. good way I've got to say I quite like the Despicable Me album tracks that kind of Pharrell put together like Yellow right. Light and stuff yeah. like that and I know at the time when these things come out I think he got quite a lot of um, slack from people yeah I know he got slack from uh, the, the Spongebob one I still listen to that. Yeah. It's funny. Like, yeah. It's cool. Again, I still really like that track. Yeah. But the problem is, you know, fans out there or casual listeners will say, well, that's not Pharrell. That's not NERD. And it's, you have to remember the audience that they're 
they're kind of playing to they're not playing to their normal audiences they're right. playing to the audiences kids. of the people that are going to go watch the movie exactly so that's kids and the parents as well to a certain extent so when you look at the soundtracks there are a lot of throwbacks right. um especially in the despicable me stuff there's a lot of kind of 60s 70s disco and funk kind of sounding tracks like right. my life is one of them in fact exactly and that's to kind of draw the the adults and the parents in and keep them kind of going with the movie or with the soundtrack. But um, yeah, so they're, they're not typical Pharrell or NERD tracks. But, but if you um, listen to it, you can actually hear the, because uh, I'm pretty sure this, what well, is Me 3, it was, was made at the time of, uh, of NERD, of their latest album, you know? So you can definitely hear the NERD influence. Like, and shoot, I still listen to Hug Me religiously religiously mm-hmm. like i don't give a fuck like i'll listen to that you know even <laughs> if it was like a fifi dobson uh uh rehash i still listen to that mm-hmm. to this day uh to this day it just came out but i still listen to it and my friends give me <laughs> flag, like what are you doing like like i remember like i was picking up my friend i was playing hug me and she was like what is what is this it is i don't know this is this the whole thing but now i love it but yeah good tracks very good tracks right um who's next is it me or you i think it's you i think it's you all right yeah uh my next one is no doubt hella good hella good yeah that's a great one yeah and that's yeah that, i think Again. that's the uh well no forgot what uh no sunday morning is the one that really got me to listen to no doubt and then when hella good came out i was like okay yeah this is when stefani is the goat like i love yeah that's a great one yeah, I was never really a, a No Doubt fan. Really? Um, yeah, it was around that time when you had a lot of bands like, like Good Charlotte and all those yeah. kinds of people. It it wasn't my kind of scene and they all kind of came across as a little bit sort of samey to me. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Hella Good is a, is a hella good track. Right. Another one is a Robin Thicke song. It's, I think it's unreleased. Another Life. I think I know the one, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think that one's unreleased. That one is is a really good is a really good track. Uh I don't know, is this it's kind of dreamy. This has I don't think that that one's kind of just has the same beat throughout. It's nothing really special about it, but it's it's kind of classic Neptune. You can tell it was a you can tell it was a Neptune track for uh for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my um I'll give you my my last one that I had yeah. on my list from my very short list. Uh, which was one I mentioned earlier, actually, which was uh, Slave For You by yeah. Britney Spears. That track just, like, kills it. Right. And like you said before, it's, uh, it's a track you you wouldn't listen to Britney Spears if it wasn't for them. Right. Yeah, very much so. Um, but you listen, I, th- I think I've talked about this on previous podcasts, I can't quite remember. But it's one of those tracks where you listen to it and it sounds kind of quite, simplistic but Mm -hmm. if you actually break down all the different layers that are there in that track it's a really complex track like like a lot of the kind of Khalees stuff that they did sort of early days as well um they're actually really layered and really kind of quite complex um and yeah that that track i still listen to that um great hook um and great bridge yeah yeah that that one that one is amazing um yeah, Britney Spears, she was just, you know, transitioning into a woman at that time. That was her coming out party. 
Yeah, exactly. It was the same with, with Justin as right. well around that time. It was all about all within the space of a, a year or so, I mm-hmm. think, where they're stepping away from their pop, kid-friendly right. kind of roots and becoming a bit more sort of you know grown up. And it's crazy, back then when Slave For You came out, that was considered an explicit video. And mm-hmm. now it's kind of just like, I mean, it's kind of like a run-in-the-mill video now. It, it, it's weak now, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like now videos are like softcore porn, so it's yeah, it's crazy. But uh, all right, well, the last one is a Take It Back, uh, Madonna. That one is a that one is a crazy one. Um, I think that made her Rebel album. I'm not sure. I don't think it did, but no, that was a crazy one. I really enjoy that one. Uh, that bridge. I mean, you can definitely tell that one was like made 2015, 14. You know, it's been, I love that track. That, one, that one's a really good one, a really strong one. Yeah, again, like the Madonna stuff, I think kind of went, under all the of the stuff he's done with, yeah, it's gone under the radar. Like Hard, like Hard Candy is one of those albums, got some really good strong tracks on it. It's it's quite a, again, quite a a confused album. Yeah. Um, But there's some really good stuff on there. Um, a lot of it's kind of slightly overproduced, I feel, just yeah. because of the, I think I remember a story somewhere where they they asked him about uh, him working with Madonna and how it kind of came to be, and she had originally just asked him for one track, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, "Oh, in Timberland's going to be doing like four tracks on there, or yeah. five tracks on there," and he was like, "No, no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing one track. <laughs> if, if if Tim's got like five tracks on there, I need then five. I'm doing five as well." And it turned into like a competition between the two of them. They always had a make... friendly competition. Yeah. yeah, you can always tell. And I... it's, it's kind of a good thing because I think it, it lifted the album a little right. bit. But as I say, I think it did also just push it into being slightly overproduced from, from both parties. No, it was. But if you really think about it, the way Pharrell is, if he works with like, you know, a person like Madonna, you know, a legend, of course, he's going to save his best production for her. And that's what I feel... Like, he definitely used one of his best production for her. And he, of course, it goes under the radar. But no, I, the back to the Tim and, and P thing, they definitely had a friendly conversation. I'm, uh, of course, he's, I'm probably sure you've seen an interview when they were talking. And uh, there, I think he was talking about he was in, uh, Tim was in the studio of Missy Elliott. And he goes to the studio to check on what's Pharrell doing. And he's, he hears Khalees, I hate you so much right now. And he's like, what the fuck? We need to amp it up. Like, And that's, that's crazy that, like, I love that. You can definitely tell the competition back, you know, with the justified thing. Of course, mm-hmm. Timberlake picked his side, picked him over Neptunes, which I wish they had more material. I mean, his last album was, it was, eh, it's okay. It was a bit confusing yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. I think there was some, again, there was some really good stuff on there. There right. was some stuff that was just a bit, meh, okay. Right. But yeah, that was my list. Um, anything else you can think of? Off the top of your head, actually, I did want to tell you. What do you think about the uh, Ariana Grande Sweetener project? Oh yeah, so yeah, let's talk about a couple of recent releases mm-hmm. then while we're while we're at it. Um, again, this is in the same camp as what we've been talking about a moment ago with the whole Justin and Britney and NSYNC thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariana Grande or Grande, however you I don't know even yeah. how you pronounce her <laughs> name. Um, yeah, just not my sort of thing. Yeah, that's aimed at teens, people mm-hmm. in their twenties, people much younger than me. 
really not my sort of thing. But obviously because of the involvement of Pharrell and, and Mike and um, and Drew and all these people in the team, right. I actually gave, thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a listen. Um, and I have to say, I've given it like one listen the whole way through and then just picked up bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But um, I was really, really pleasantly surprised. Um, right. Really strong album. The uh, Pharrell's got what five tracks on there? I think it is four one, or five two, or something. Three, yeah, about five. Five is yeah. yeah. And somebody it might have been Star Trek World or somebody pointed it out on Instagram. Like they, there's a couple on there that sound like real early Neptune's right. influenced tracks. Yeah, there's one that sounds that. like a, you know one of the old Usher tracks and mm-hmm. stuff, and that really does come through. Um, and in a really good way as well. Right. It doesn't sound rehashed this, or anything. It just sounds like a no. 2018 X 2002 mixed together. So I love it. Yeah. Um, a really strong album. Even the, the kind of, kind of non Neptune stuff or non was not Neptunes, but Pharrell, mm-hmm. non Pharrell stuff, um, was still really good. Right. Um, it was a really strong album. Yeah. I, I need to give it a few more listens over the kind of coming days and weeks, but yeah, really, really pleasantly surprised. The track um, "Successful," I think that's one of my favorite on there. It's a, uh, it's reminiscent of uh, we were talking about it before. Say something it has the same, you know, hard hats and whatever. That bridge it reminds me of you know like a Robin Thicke bridge, and it's it's really amazing. I think that that's that, that, that's one I listen to, um, a lot. And it's funny, sweetener. Shimmy Hoffa pointed it out and like I shouted him out because I thought it was funny, but he was like a, the song sweetener, on there. It, it sounds just like Neon Guts. And so he, he plays mm-hmm. around and like, oh, this is Neon Guts part three. And it is. It's funny. Like, I poked fun. I was like, P really just threw, you know, Ariana Grande on Neon Guts. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and also nice on a, the Carter. It sounds, the production is, you know, just similar on there. So I, I, I yeah. loved the album. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. I say, yeah, it was a really good first listen that I had. And I need to... When I've got the time, give it a few more listens right. and go through it in a bit more detail. Uh, what else was I going to mention? Uh, oh, yeah, this weekend just gone, we had another um, drop of Hugh NMDs and mm-hmm. Tennis Hughes. Slightly different Tennis Hughes. These are the Hugh Tennis Hugh 2.0s, I think they're called. Did the King Effect uh, get you on this? Did you get it? Uh, I, I don't need the, the King Effect. It, <laughs> I, I have that whatever illness he has yeah, as well, although not to the extent now. he does. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I got a pair of NMDs. I got the pink and blue and white pair. Okay. Um, shout out to the person that hooked me up with those. I have to say, um, and yeah, really nice shoes. I wasn't particularly keen on them when I first saw them, like maybe over six months ago, um, but they've grown on me. And I'm glad I copped a pair. Mm-hmm. If you are think these are like the these are the first kind of Hue NMDs that also haven't sold out immediately, um, which isn't really a surprise with the amount that have been right. kind of coming out and you know the sort of sheer numbers. But if you are anyone out there is thinking of copping a pair, just be aware that at least in my instance, these ones fit slightly smaller than the oh, other. Okay previous releases of the the nmds and the tennis use so normally i'm a 
UK size eight, which is like a I think a US nine, nine yeah. European forty two. Um, that's what all my shoes are. They all fit really nicely. My other Hue NMDs are, are that size and they they fit fine. These ones are really really tight fitting um, to the point where my toes are kind of bulging at <laughs> the side almost. So if you are contemplating getting a pair, um, I'd recommend trying a pair if you can or if you're going to buy from online like you know maybe size up by half a size i don't know if anyone else out there has uh experienced the same thing it may just be my pair i don't know but but yeah mine certainly fit a bit smaller and the, and the thing about the uh all the adidas releases i think you talked about it before it does suck that they make so many at the same time they have like 40 variations and it's just like man like First, like, I can't keep up, and the second is, like, why should I even keep buying it? Yeah, this is the problem. Like, myself and Dave, you know, we'll... Dave probably more regularly than me, but, you know, I I go onto the the Adidas website every kind of couple of weeks and Mm -hmm. just see what's on there. And every time I go on there, there's a a new tennis hue color variant that they don't even announce they're releasing. It's just, you know, another offshoot. It's another, you know, kids' color version or a women's color version. And they just seem to be constantly kind of pumping them out. And when they first started coming out, you know, I know Dave was the same, same as me. We we copped like every pair yeah. we could get. <laughs> um, and I've got to like 15 or something of the, the tennis hues. Um, but yeah, now even I'm at a point where I've just kind of given up. Right. Unless they're really special. Like the, the new 2.0 ones are a slightly different design and the color's quite nice. So I may get a pair, but... Another thing that kind of puts me off with these is um, this is like the third price hike as well for both the um, NMDs and the tennis hues. So I think the tennis hues when they first came out were 100 euros or 110 maybe. Then they went up to 120. And now these new ones, these 2.0s are 130. Wow. And with the NMDs, they were, I think, 210 when they first came out. Mm Mm-hmm. Then the previous release where I copped one was two thirty, and then these ones are like two fifty. Man, yeah. They, so they they just they keep, just keep kind out. of creeping <laughs> up. Yeah, they're, they're you know putting out all these kind of colorways and variants, and they're kind of increasing the price every eight, six to eight months as well. Um, so that's, I know it's kind of putting me off buying more of them. Um, if they kept them at a sensible level and they weren't releasing quite so many, I'd probably still be copying them. Yeah. But I guess it makes yeah, sense, you know, this day and age, it's kind of just like, if you're hot, you have to push as many out as possible. So I guess that's their thinking. And I think as well that they're, they're trying to do something a little bit different with the, especially with the tennis hues. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, from conversations I've had with people, they're, they're trying to make that tennis hue like a standard Adidas silhouette. Oh, okay. So when you think of Adidas, you think of like, you know, you immediately think of like a Shelto, yeah. a Stan Smith, um, and they're trying to make that tennis hue silhouette like okay. a, a staple of the kind of Adidas brand. Um, so, you know, they can constantly keep doing releases, collaborations, etc. with that that silhouette and it will go on for whatever in time. Okay, that makes sense. But, yeah, but for us people that do want to buy them and collect them, it, um, it's a slight pain yeah, in the backside. Yeah, devalues it or an, slightly. Exactly, yeah. Um, and like I say, yeah, they're now getting to a point where the price is going up, and I, I've got pairs here that I still haven't worn. So. Wow! Yeah, the king effect is is on you, man. I can see yeah. it. I can see it. 
Yeah, we can bl- blame David solely yeah. for this. But no, I have to say, like, I'm a bit of a a shoe fiend anyway. Yeah. Obviously, like I say, not to the not to the levels that David is, but yeah, if I get into something, then I'll just buy them anyway. And it doesn't help having David as a as a close friend who's <laughs> always mess- messaging me when there's when there's new stuff or when he can get hold of stuff. Right. And, yeah, it's a friendly competition. You're the new uh, P and Tim. You and him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wins hands down. To be honest, I've I've been to his house. I've I've seen his oh, collection. Man. I, yeah, and... I can only imagine. His, yeah, he's a monster with with the collection, man. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone kind of sees his posts on Instagram of you know all the shoes out on the lawn and all the boxes in the cupboards and stuff. And right. That's that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. Dang, I'm I'm why well, I'm pretty upset. Freaking uh, uh, David, he didn't message me back. I'm, I'm for forgot what we were talking about before, but, uh, man, I really wanted these, uh, I think it was just the regular blackboard flips twos, and I was like, dang, I like, I really want them, never message back, so, I, I need them, wherever he's at, he's probably gonna listen to it, if not, I, I need it. He is, I think he landed back in New York today, oh, Okay. Um, but yeah, be aware, people out there, if you do contact him, he is a man that Busy. rarely ever checks his DMs. Yeah. Because he gets so many. Right. But I'll, um, I'll put in a friendly word for you. I right, got you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I don't think I had anything else to cover. How about yourself? No, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we will wrap it up there then. Um you can get the show notes, all the information on this episode uh, over at the website, theothers.net, others with a Z. Uh, you can help support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash others. You can follow us everywhere online at others podcast, and you can find me at Steve R. Penny. Elijah, where can people find you online? You can find me, uh, Elijah McClinton, on Twitter and Instagram, spelled E-L-J-H-M-C-C-L-N-T-N. You'll, you'll put it there. It's a long thing. Also, I can see uh, you thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, uh, but yeah, and then um, also my magazine website, Death to Heartbreaks. Well, I'll be putting this on there as well. Um, Death to Heartbreaks, uh, it'll be in the show notes. There's a lot of words. But yeah, it's just a magazine yeah, website slash put- clothing line and doing some collaborations here or there. Um, oh, yeah, with Luke too. Yeah, I was just with Luke this weekend um, from Cutch Engineering. Uh, they got some stuff coming out, stuff in Almighty Store. Shout out Cuts, And uh, it's a lot of good things going for us. So uh, shout out Luke, shout out others podcasts. It's great talking to you. Definitely, yeah. Good talking to you, man. And... Um... Yeah, we'll speak to everybody soon then. Bye-bye. All right, bye.